Hey guys, thanks for joining me again on this new episode of Self Love Saturdays with Angie Taylor. In this episode, I'm going to be talking to you a little bit more about my own journey and how I grew into the person that I am today, but also how I managed to develop into this healthy, fit, strong brand. It's been a bit of a wild ride to say the least, and it's very non-linear. There's a lot of dips and valleys that I've gone through, but It's also great peaks and highs, so I hope you enjoy. (laughs) I hope you enjoy this one, and I want you to sit back, relax, maybe go take this couple of seconds and grab that cup of coffee, and let's get settled in. So for the majority of my life, I was pretty overweight. Um, It's nothing new that I haven't talked about before on Instagram or on my blog, healthyfitstrong.com. But it's something that's very, very important to my story. So I was definitely very overweight throughout my young life. And a lot of it was definitely genetics as well. Um, I was in a predisposition of being heavier with a much lower metabolism. And naturally, it still operates at a much slower rate. So unless I'm training really, really hard... Um, and eating quite clean. My metabolism is just a little bit slower, even with all the digestive support and the natural tools that I use constantly to help myself be the best me that I can be. So anyways, I have always struggled with fat loss, and it's something that I definitely didn't understand at the time, um, especially since this kind of health and wellness knowledge and research that is going on right now is a very, very new trend um, when you look at it with the perspective of multiple decades. So we have all of these trends popping up and fad diets and all this new research around keto, around paleo, around veganism, um, around being just vegetarian, um, because even veg was a very new thing Um, just only a couple of decades ago. And there's so much more ongoing research that continually gets put out there like you can't go onto Pinterest or onto Facebook without seeing a new superfood or without seeing a new exercise for fat burning um, it's and that's one that studies natural nutrition and that works with different clients on achieving their goals it was quite a shock to see just how much information is out there when a mere five six years ago it was just not there you could not find that unless you were a very very qualified person and now it's so accessible and that's the beautiful thing about the internet and social media is that there's so much information that is at our fingertips now but it can create quite a bit of contradictory information being passed out and a lot of controversy um And at the end of the day, we just really need to be able to eat for our own needs and our own goals and live our own healthy, fit, strong lifestyle. Um, So anyway, so I was very overweight for the majority of my life. 
and unfortunately I went through quite a bit of bullying because of my weight. Um, in high school I was actually well over 245 pounds and that was just by the time I was 16, 17. Um, it's quite a big number since I stand at five foot five on a good day, but it is what it is. I always ate healthy. I was always on sports team, but for me, it was quantity, um, that just kept pushing that number up as well as a lot of hormonal imbalances that I did discover, uh, as I got older and as I started to learn more about holistic nutrition. So, as I said, unfortunately, I did experience quite a lot of bullying, and it did escalate to the point where it wasn't just bullying, but more of a daily torment. And people would say extremely hateful and nasty and malicious things to me based solely on my weight and my looks. Um, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it's still tough to talk about to this day, even, you know, six, seven, eight years later after these terrible things took place, it is really difficult. And I definitely suffer from some PTSD from the bullying that I did experience. Now, the only thing that wasn't picked apart during this time was my personality, which is a little bit more interesting to me because I was much more reserved and shy and awkward at that time. Uh, so However, it was constantly and consistently my weight that made me seem unattractive to other people. And the unfortunate thing is that with bullying, it is normally only the bullies and the bystanders that get to walk away unscathed. It's the victims that are psychologically damaged and after everything they experience and have to endure, they still have so much, for lack of a better word, PTSD that goes along with it. And there have been so many studies that have gone on that show that there really is a distinct psychological damaging connection to being bullied and other moments throughout the rest of your lives up until late late adulthood, like 40 and 50 years old, you have trust issues, you have self-confidence issues, body dysmorphia, you feel worthless and unloved, and these things actually do rear its ugly head time and time again. So anyone that has gone through bullying or maybe just even in, in inferences and incident, incidents of being made to feel less than I definitely suggest just talking to a therapist and and go see your doctor and have someone that you can kind of go through some unbiased perspective um cognitive therapy it's very helpful I've gone through quite a bit myself and I highly recommend therapy to anyone that needs someone just to hash things out with even back to my school experiences. Um, so the perpetrators of the bullying and the bystanders often don't have to deal with the psychological damages in the aftermath because they don't even remember necessarily what they are doing. 
it's yes there may be thoughts and feelings and emotions that are subliminally and subconsciously coming out when they are attacking someone but it doesn't really affect them on the same skill that it is to the victim um so i've often had people from my past say to me that they don't even remember or don't even realize that i was so badly bullied in high school yet they either bullied me themselves or just stood by blatantly and allowed it to go on so by the time i was 17 i was gearing up for senior year and prom and graduation and all these supposed to be amazing things i was so unhappy just so unhappy with myself because of the way that other people treated me and the way that people viewed me and perceived me and they were definitely very vocal about that and about their perception of me and that made me hate myself even more and I started suffering from severe depression at a very very young age I'm talking like eight nine ten and I was diagnosed with a depression at a very young age as well so something that really stuck with me was I recently found an old diary and it went back to age seven and scrawled on the pages there was a entry that said that I hated myself and I didn't want to live anymore and it was probably the most upsetting thing I had read in old notebooks because I was seven years old and I was feeling like that and at such a young age I was so unhappy because of the way people were treating me because of my looks because of my weight and at that time I probably was what like 20 pounds heavier than the average kid which is nothing and it really reaffirmed to me how necessary it is to share my story and share my journey so that if anyone out there is feeling the same way you can definitely take a look at me and realize that things do get better because I was there I was at rock bottom and I made it through and you guys can too so like I was saying, 17, getting ready for prom, getting ready to graduate, all these fun things, I just wanted to be accepted and I wanted to be loved and appreciated and respected for who I was on the inside and I felt that that would only happen if I changed my exterior. Not exactly what really goes on but <laughs> I gave it the old college try and hope for the best on that one so I started going on these program diets of like Gaia and Beachbody and I set my mind to it and I just lost the weight and worked really hard so what happened was I was going on these like four-week programs and they were putting me on like 900 calories a day which was just nothing like it just ruined my metabolism it made me hungry and my hormones were super imbalanced and it was just so tough and as I lost weight though 
people started giving me these great compliments and it's as if people saw me. I would literally lose 5 pounds, 15, 25, 30, 35, and every time I lost another few pounds, people were nicer to me. People were inviting me to lunch and that never happened. And at first it was great. It was all good and then I got to my prom and I looked pretty and I wore the dress that I wanted to wear and I went to the after prom weekend which is definitely a rite of passage but not necessarily the best thing for teens to be doing on a weekend unchaperoned and unsupervised but we all got to do it and I was at after prom at my high school and people didn't even realize that I was actually who I was. So they said to me, oh, are you someone's date? And I said, no, 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 like, it's me, it's Angie. And they just wouldn't believe me. They straight up just did not believe that I could have possibly been Angie because at that point I had lost about 70 pounds. And it was so surreal. It just shook me to my core that it's as if that Angela Taylor had disappeared and Angie had replaced her. And that was really tough to deal with. But people were so nice to me all of a sudden and I just wanted more. I wanted to be good enough. So what did I do? I just tried to keep losing more weight, but having already been on the super low calorie diet, I had to keep shaving more calories off of my daily intake. So as I shaved more calories off, I started to fall into the pitfalls of a bit of an eating disorder at the time. I had really, really terrible body dysmorphia that had just grown worse as I kept seeking self-worth in the validation of others' opinions of me. And it was the worst thing I could have done because all you're doing is allowing other people to run your life and you're allowing other people to be responsible for your happiness. And I kept spiraling down. So what I wish had have been rock bottom that actually wasn't was I had developed a really severe eating disorder and I actually started having a lot of fainting spells. And the worst one at the time was I fell out of the shower and I gave myself a concussion and I bruised my ribs and it scared the crap out of me <laughs> just straight up unfortunately though it didn't scare me enough and i did go to a doctor and i did get referred to a hospital but ontario healthcare left me on a wait list for over seven months so i went to university I struggled with dealing with an eating disorder, with worse depression, and the worst anxiety I'd ever had in my life. 
And when I finally was able to see a psychiatrist, I saw an amazing doctor at Mount Sinai Hospital, but she was a resident. And after a few months, she moved to inpatient care and I was placed back on a wait list. So I had already gone through a few months of treatment. They had put me on Prozac at the time as it's a weight neutral anti-anxiety medication. And they had diagnosed me with depression, anxiety, and an eating disorder non-specified with anorexic tendencies. Eating disorder non-specified is the most common eating disorder that people can have because anorexia still has a very ancient diagnosis as those requirements to fall under the category of anorexia is actually based around your BMI, your body mass index, which is generally speaking a weight index. My BMI was not low enough, so they could not technically class me as anorexic, even though I was, I was, just flat out I was. I just wasn't um, low weight enough. Uh, as I went through my treatment, I decided that I didn't want to be on Prozac anymore. I just couldn't be. It was very numbing, and it took away all the great highs that I could have experienced throughout my life, as well as all the lows. I kept falling into this vicious relapse recovery, relapse recovery cycle throughout the next four years. So this took me up until about age 21, where I would relapse with my eating disorder. I would try to find recovery. I would gain weight and I couldn't take the weight gain anymore and I would relapse again very, very terrible cycle to be caught in, and unfortunately, so many men and women are in their search for a healthy and happy recovery. It, in hindsight, seems like such a snap of the fingers switch that one day I just decided I couldn't take it anymore, and I needed to get a healthy recovery, and I, in my third year of university, after have having a terrible relapse, I decided to do something for myself. And I decided to put myself first. I chose me. I chose my health, my happiness, over the opinions of my body that came from other people. I went to the varsity gym <laughs> and I approached that squat rack and I lifted weights <laughs> because I heard that you could lift weights and eat and shape your body the way that you wanted it to. Like I said, this was just coming into this like trend of wellness and fitness and fitspos and weightlifting that has now sweeped through all the nations. Um, but a crazy thing happened when I approached that squat rack. I just fell in love with lifting weights and I started realizing I did have to eat. I needed to eat more. I needed to fuel myself. And it was the best step towards a lasting healthy recovery that I had ever made in my life. 
and I knew nothing, but I was eager and I Googled and I YouTubed and I started to be able to feel a little bit more confident in the gym. So for a year and a half, I worked hard in the gym. I lost all the weight that I had put on during recovery, but even better, I developed a great relationship with my body, my mind, and my spirit. And at the end of summer 2017, my parents said that they would think about helping me for a tummy tuck. And that was crazy because I went and had a consultation with my plastic surgeon and I'd had a second consultation with my plastic surgeon and my parents said, yeah, we're going to do this. So July, 2017, I had a four hour surgery that was an extended abdominoplasty with a diastasis repair to pull my stomach muscles together that had suffered separation. It was the worst eight weeks of my life as I recovered from that surgery. But my mom was incredible. So was my dad and my siblings and they helped me so much. And I got back on my feet. I had finished my bachelor's of honors from the University of Toronto. I set out on my own as an adult. I scored an office job that I'm still working at right now. And I was so blessed to have made such a huge step in the right direction in starting my life. I started taking my blogging a little bit more seriously that year. 2017 was a big year. 2018 was an even bigger year. As I got settled into my job, I started working full-time there. It was pivotal for me because I learned so much about myself. I learned how tough I was, how strong I was, and I learned that there is no end to my drive and determination. I started a very big journey to self-discovery and self-love that was a step up than anything I had in the past. I went back to school I started studying natural nutrition while still working full-time and after a few months I started taking on clients as a student and I still am a student and I do client consultations for nutrition, meal plans, grocery tours, kitchen cleanouts, and my specialized four-week transformation programs, Healthy Fit Strong. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's been a lot of work in the blog. It's been a lot of work with Instagram. It's been a lot of work with clients, with school, with my full-time office job, juggling a social life, juggling my family. But it's been absolutely amazing. And I'm so proud of myself because I have accomplished what I put my mind to. And I did not, I just did not see myself getting here. And it's insane to look back and see how far you've come. And to try and track that path that you've taken, it's it's the messiest little back and forth graph I could ever even try to draw out. I don't train for aesthetics as much as anymore. I train to be strong, to be very healthy. 
I realized that my weight, my measurements, my pant size have no relevance over who I am as a person. It has nothing to do with my character, my strength, my drive, my passion, my entrepreneurial inclinations. And I realize it's my body that might be just a number to other people. But it's so much more. It's what gets me to and from. It's what allows me to share beautiful moments with people. It is that physical connection with my spirit and my mind to this world. And I'm so grateful for all that it does for me. I'm so much more than my weight. I'm so much more than that number on that scale. I really want to focus, and I really want you guys to focus on this message that recovery is not easy, but it is necessary to live a full and beautiful life. You are so much more than what people tell you you are. I was broken. I had had severe damage to my stomach. I had developed a heart arrhythmia, I had lost my period, and I still wasn't thin enough in the eyes of other people. I was killing myself to be something that I am not, and it was not worth it. I am so grateful for my struggle because through that I did find my strength, and I went along through this journey, this journey that I'm still going through daily. And I connected with beautiful, amazing, courageous people. And I was able to build this great tribe and this community that I'm so appreciative of. Because you guys raised me up. I am stronger for the strife that I endured. And this journey has been wild and brilliant. And tough and heartbreaking. But I learned to look at myself. In a new light. And for that. It's all worth it. I love myself. I love myself. That's. that's something I never thought that I'd be able to say. Truthfully and honestly. And self-love goes beyond face masks and sweatpants early <laughs> and self-care practices and, you know, Pinterest quotes. It's truly that connection with your spirit, your soul, your vibes, your chakra, however you view it. It is that connection deep down internally that you can look in the mirror and love what you see and you can think and meditate and love how you feel. And I started this podcast to be able to connect with you all and share that message and speak freely and openly about the tough issues, about the sensitive subjects that need to be discussed and that we need to have an open dialogue about mental health, eating disorders, 
entrepreneurial struggles, work life, relationships, 2018, 2019, you are not alone. We all know that in Canada and in Ontario, we need to have a better system to support people struggling with mental health. And I think we need to start building a better community. So if you will, I want you guys to join me. Join me on Instagram. Join me on Facebook. Join me here every second Saturday as we discuss self-love, mental health, our journeys, our highs, our lows, dating in 2018, dating in 2019, friendships, hardships. I'm so grateful that you joined me today and I can't wait to chat more next time. So before you guys leave, I want you to take a moment and think about what you're grateful for. Think about your journey. Think about how far you've come. And praise yourself for everything you have accomplished. Because I am so proud of you. And you should be so proud of yourself too. Thanks guys, and I'll catch you on the next episode.